Welcome to Aligned Attraction, the go-to intimacy podcast for powerful women. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Lee Noto, master intimacy coach and psychedelic therapist, and I help powerful women like you unleash your wild feminine power so you can create heart-throbbing love. Each week, you'll hear from me and other experts on love, sex, and relationships, and I'll also coach women like you to create the most delicious transformation in their love lives. You ready? Hey babes, thank you so much for tuning in to this very special episode. You're going to notice that the format for this one's a little different. I actually am recording with a dear friend of mine, Garrison, who has helped me in such deep ways to articulate the vision behind the High Priestess. So you're going to hear us having a conversation here on this podcast episode, and he's asking me some really thoughtful questions that bring out awesome answers around who the High Priestess is, who she isn't and so much more. So thank you for tuning in and I'll see you on the other side. So much love and good vibes to you. How would women, how would women coming into their full realization of their high priestess heal the masculine? I'm going to just take a minute first because I feel like so much emotion. So the vision, like what I'm seeing right now is that there's like this representation of the collective masculine, the collective masculine that's been in like hyper overdrive and completely imbalanced um, with its feminine counterpart as this like hurting little boy. And it's this little boy and all he ever wanted was love from his mother. He wanted to be nurtured and held and told he was good enough. And that women stepping into the embodiment of their inner high priestess is that healing. Because not only do they first do the work on themselves and they hold themselves, they become responsible for their own emotional state and for reparenting their inner child, which probably didn't get the love that she needed. Um, and when she participates actively in that process and as she reaches new levels of mastery, she shows up in the world like that. And that is how she treats, that's how she treats men. That's how she treats others in general. And similar to what I said in the question before this, you know, I've just, I've, I've been this woman myself, but I've seen so many other women like rests on their laurels because they're waiting for the man to make the first move. Mm. They're waiting for the man to show them they are safe before they believe they are safe. Meanwhile, men aren't walking around with a lot of safety either, but it's, it's assumed that men should feel safe because physically they're usually safe. And there's so many men walking around with deep levels of mistrust, unsafety, ungroundedness, emotional disconnection, and it really takes the gentle nurture, the love, the care, the caress, the compassion of the feminine to help let the masculine know, like, I've got you. I'll hold you here. Show up as you are. 
Um, and this is like the, the mothering role, the nurturer. And I think more than anything, that's what the masculine needs right now. I mean, Lord knows there are many current examples where, you know, there's a mess when people are in hypermasculine overdrive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what's going to bring the planet back into balance. Yeah. So, you know, over the past decade, there's been this thing that I found very annoying. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of men will speak to this. I don't know if a lot of men will speak to this, some men will. But there's been this whole thing around women getting into, I mean, it's it's been necessary on one level and on another level it's been very irresponsible where women get into this thing of like i'm a goddess you know <laughs> and then they like they dress like a goddess and they they walk around you know and on one level that's really that's been really good for women yeah. to to push that edge yeah and yet it's all it's all it's literally it's like what was taught to men in pickup about outer game like it's all outer game mm-hmm. of women like i'm a goddess you know and now i'm wearing this makeup and i've got my hair and these awesome bracelet things and this sexy shit and i go to parties and I'm like <laughs> i'm a goddess yeah. you know and the same thing could be for cuz i know women who are like i'm a high priestess yeah it's like you're not mm. but but how do you discern the difference between the women who are just playing out the character mm-hmm. of the high priestess and the women who truly are the embodiment of that in all the ways that you described. Yeah. And so you're saying, how do you discern as an outsider or how does a woman discern for herself if she has embodied yeah. these things? Yeah. The second one? Yeah, it's the second one. And and maybe just speak speak about it. It's like, do you notice this as well? First of all, oh, for sure. Especially right. in spiritual communities where there's a lot of like pseudo spiritual talk. Yeah, exactly. Being a god, and you know, when I started exploring this archetype, that is why I chose high priestess instead of goddess, because goddess for me is a very ethereal, right, almost non-human representation mm-hmm. of a figure, whereas high priestess you know, for me, at least feels very grounded of this earth, like mm-hmm. similar to a queen. Um, so first of all, I think the most obvious answer is a woman who is really embodied in this way. doesn't have to tell people that she mm-hmm. is this thing, a high priestess, a goddess. It is just felt. It is not, you know, like you don't have to tell people you're a man. People look at you and are like, oh, he's a man. That's just how they perceive you because of how you appear, how you carry yourself. Um, And, you know, this is a little less physically obvious perhaps, but um, some of the qualities that really strike me about the high priestess is this is a woman with integrity. So she's a woman of her word. 
And this is typically a quality um, very revered in men and is not talked about for women as much. Like being a man of your word, mm-hmm. um, this is just as important for women. And yeah. oftentimes, you know, when I see women who are not embodied in this way, there's a lot of flakiness or airiness. And there isn't a sense of, you know, having one or two feet on the ground. And so in a very practical example of that, you know, if someone makes a plan, but they can't follow through on that plan, then being in communication about it, not just flaking on the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this, this high priestess woman is considerate. She considers the impact on others, including herself. She's not a martyr. Um, she's communicative. She's clear in her communication. And when she's not clear or there's something she doesn't know, she speaks up about it. So this is a woman who's authentic, who keeps it real and who can hang in awkward moments and say, man, actually, I feel really uncomfortable right now. I just want to, you know, speak that out. And so this is someone who's present, who really has an understanding of what's happening in the body physically, Mm -hmm. emotionally. And when she feels called to share those things, she does. And if she doesn't feel called to share something, then she's like, Hey, you know what? I don't feel like sharing that right now. I'm good. And, um, you know, those kinds of people, whether they are embodied as men, women, or, or something else, um, in, for me are the ones that I feel the most safe around. And so I think it's very clear for other people who this high priestess could be in feminine form when they feel safe, they feel safe Mm -hmm. to be themselves. They feel that there's a level of trust and authenticity and communication. And that to me is this embodiment of the high priestess. Yeah. What does a high priestess look like? Hmm. That's a great question. You know, I don't think there's any one look as far as like wearing white garb and a gold headpiece, for example. Uh Um, I think it's just a woman who owns her look. It can be a completely gothic look. It could be sweatpants and a crop top, but it's just a woman who's embodied. And it doesn't mean she doesn't have challenges here and there with insecurity, but she's she's ready to admit it. Um, But it's just someone who is at home in their bodies, who inhabits space in a way that you can tell she knows that she belongs there. She's not an outsider. She belongs everywhere she goes, and she's sure of this. Um, And so however she appears physically, she owns this, and she's done a deep level of work to accept where she is at any given moment. Mm. That's great. Give me a moment. Who can be a high priestess? Anyone. Any, I mean, you know, it It sounds like it's a, a, an archetype for women. Um, I mean, hey, you know, if a man wants to show up and own his inner high priestess, that's totally cool. Um, mm-hmm. As far as women are concerned, though, it's, it's my belief that every woman has this way of being accessible to her. This is not, you're like, you're not born into this or you don't, ha- you don't just not have access to it. I think mm-hmm. it's really a cultivation of our inner landscape. And, mm-hmm. you know, all women have access to this. We all have, you know, rights to our own pleasure, our own expression, our own sense of embodiment. 
and showing up in the world in a way that feels authentic to us. And I think it's really about um, taking off the layers and the things that don't feel like a fit anymore, which is typically the conditioning that we've received from other places. And just like a, um, you know, the, the sculpture of David, it's like the, Michelangelo was the sculptor of David, right? Yes. Okay. So it's like, you know, when Michelangelo said something to the effect, um, you know, when he chisels away the marble, David reveals himself. Like he was mm-hmm. under the marble the whole time, but we had to take away what wasn't David for David to appear. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what this journey of the high priestess is, is just taking away what's not really our true nature, our inner high priestess to reveal our true selves, which, you know, in this case, we can call her the high priestess. That's really good. Hold on. Who are the women that, whether they know it or not, are looking for this? Mm. Hmm. Who are the women, whether they know it or not, are looking for this? Um, you know, I think off the top, it is the woman who's riding an edge right now. She knows that something is either off, not quite right. There's something more. Um, so she's a woman that's arriving to the place of questioning or already is in a place of questioning reality as she knows it. Meaning there's some feeling that like this place she's been living in, this, this reality, like how could this be all there is? And when I say that, I mean the societal and religious conditioning, conditioning from media, the fact that a woman could wake up and feel at war with her body when deep down she knows intuitively something's off. Meaning that maybe she doesn't actually dislike the way she looks, but she's been told that she needs to look differently or she's been told she needs to behave differently. Um, And so... I think this is is probably not yet for the woman who is so still deeply entrenched that this would this journey toward her inner high priestess would seem frivolous or ridiculous. Um, I think this is for the woman who is opting into the adventure and is saying, "Okay, yeah, I think there's something more here for me. I would like to explore these parts of myself. I'd like to develop in this way." or I just saw this talk by so-and-so, I want what she's having, um, and who's willing to, to roll up her sleeves and do that in her exploration. It's a great answer. Hmm, thank you. So how are you feeling? Really good, actually. I've... So much has come through in this conversation, which happens every time we talk. <laughs> yeah. I have like a, a very calm sense of passion. Uh-huh. And um, I find that a lot of emotion comes up when you ask these questions. And I, I, you know, get a space to reflect on what this journey really means. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel great. I feel very grounded. It's, it's awesome.
And I, I'm like, I'm thinking back to the beginning of the conversation, which feels like a long time ago now. <laughs> um, but it was around you wanting to get to know, I think, if I'm getting right, like you wanting to get to know better, like your program or how you were speaking about it or what the high priestess really was or um, being able to ex- communicate it more clearly. Yeah, I think it's like the communication of it, um, you know, because I don't think this is just a one and done, like this is going to be a single podcast episode. Then all of a sudden the world knows who the inner high priest or who the high priestess is. Um, but the the place I wanted to get to, which I feel like we've done quite well, is that deeper uh, feeling of emotion underneath all of this. Mm-hmm. Like I can say nice words and that's cool, but there is a feeling that matches what is really here. Yeah. Um, new question. The biggest mistake women make in trying to find their power is? Thinking they have to do it like men. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's, um, this is what Ani and I were talking about yesterday. Like woman 1.0, whatever we thought that was supposed to be as a society has failed us. It has failed us women. It has failed men. It has failed our planet. And I'm not saying that the burden rests entirely on the shoulders of women. What I am saying is, you know, at some point we were taught that we needed to play with the big boys in order to achieve success, status, to progress in the world, to earn money, to be worthy. And typically the feminine essence, whether it's in a man or a woman, is not the same as the masculine essence. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about the feminine as, as an energy, as you know, a set of attributes, it is not to go and push and endure and strategize and organize and analyze. That is the masculine. And when we abandon the part of ourselves that needs love, nurture, compassion, understanding, gentleness, we, we abandon, it's like we abandon ship. And so for women to think that the only way to, you know, be successful at this is to shoulder their way through it or to, um, be relentless in always doing the work in air quotes, you know, doing the work gets us a long way and it's great and it's epic and a willingness to do that brings people um, so many fruitful results. And there's something to be said about being, integrating, allowing, relaxing, replenishing, restoring. These are all aspects of the feminine. and that is a large part of what we've been missing, which keeps us from embodying our inner high priestess because we're tipping the scales in one direction so heavily that we're lopsided. So we Mm -hmm. need the balance of this rest and replenishment and nurture first and foremost from ourselves. It's not someone else's responsibility to provide that for us. And I think that's another uh, misconception here is that 
somebody else should be nurturing or loving. It should be our partner or our mm-hmm. you know, whoever. It's our yeah. responsibility to do that for ourselves. And as we embody that for ourselves, we show up in the world and we serve and we shine in that way. And so I think those are the two main misconceptions around how to really embody this high priestess. It's, you know, as much as certain things can be a doing, this is really a resting in, allowing and accepting who we already are, much like the sculpture Mm. of David, and letting everything else fall away. Mm. That's solid. I also added that that is a path of courage and bravery. Mm. Yes. And it takes a community. Absolutely. For us all to get there together. Yeah. Because that is how. I'm just going to say because that's how it works. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave a five-star review and subscribe to the show. And spread the love by sharing this episode out on social media and to all the powerful women in your life. And if you're ready to play full out and create heart-throbbing love, hop on over to my website to see all the juicy ways you can do just that. www.leenoto.com Fellow wild woman, I appreciate you. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and all the good vibes. Thank you.